It's perfect. Alright. We have another episode right here of the Bench Mob Podcast, episode three, with my brother Dwayne Morgan, the five-year pro. Go down some of his uh information right here so y'all can hear it. Eurobasket.com lets us know all British NBL D1 finals MVP 2016-2017. The set D1 second team 2016-2017 champion. We got the group four runner up, group A, double A regular season running up, player of the week, round eight, 2018-2019, year six coming soon. He's been doing this for a while, man. My brother from West Orange High School, baby. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. I'm all right, man. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. How's it been for you with uh quarantine? How's quarantine life for you? Ah, um, you know, quarantine is tough, you know, I, I'm sure it's tough for everybody. Um, but I'm just trying to look at it as, as a positive, you know, how can I continue to get better? You know what I mean? Um, how can I stay positive? You know what I mean? Stay in a good mental health space. Um, you know, just figuring it out like everybody else. How has been? I know he was in between mid season. Um, you've been able to still get training in, like as an athlete, you was in, getting on a roll and then you got sent home. Everything is crazily shut down here. It's hard to get workouts in. How has it been yeah. staying in shape and things of that nature? Oh, it's, it's challenging, man. It's challenging because um, you got to find a new routine, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually when I come home, I, you know, I got uh, local gyms that I go to so I can lift, you know, in the weight room or I have uh, certain, certain gyms that's hosting like pickups so I can get in the gym and work on my game. But uh, it's just finding a new routine, and uh, you know that's that's that that's kind of been tough. But once you figure it out, you know it, it's, uh-huh. it's it's not so it's not so hard because the drive is still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still want to stay in shape. I still want to get better. I still got goals that I want to hit over the summer. So uh, the drive is still there, and uh, it's just finding a new routine, really. Yeah, um, I can just imagine. In between the season, uh, you come back. Everything's shut down pretty much. You come back. Yeah. We got things going on with uh, police brutality and everything. I've been seeing, which I think is really dope, as somebody that you has a platform that you've been talking up and speaking on it on your IG. I think it's like every other day I see you putting up a video yeah. informing uh-huh. people what's going on. Um, for you as an athlete and being a Black man, do you feel it's like your responsibility to speak up on these things like that's going on? Yeah, no, for sure. There's a response. There's a big responsibility that we have because it's like, you know, through our athleticism and through our um, journeys, uh, you know, we, we we do build, like you said, we build up a platform for ourselves. And um, you know, what good is that platform if 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 you're not using it for, you know, what I mean, the betterment of your people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, with, with me, like I started doing those videos that you spoke about. Um, I just started a, a day after I, I went on a protest. You know, and um, I just I just had like an overwhelming feeling because. Uh, it's easy to get wrapped up in your own life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm overseas, like I'm in Europe for most of the year. And then when I come home, I'm only focused on me and my training. And, you know, there's there's a lot of problems out there, you know what I mean? That's affecting people that look like me. So it it, it just felt good to be a part of that protest. And it, it just felt good to be a part of something bigger than myself. You know what I mean? And it's something that I truly believed in. And, you know, something was just telling me, man, just, 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 just document how you feel because people might want to hear this. You know, so I, I I made my first video after the protest and I, I shared my thoughts on the protest. And, um, you know, the feedback was great, man. The feedback was great. 
Uh, I came back the next day and I did another video. And what I realized in doing these videos is that it's starting a conversation, you know? I, I think everybody has a part in this. You know, everybody has a part to play. And for me, that's, that's what I feel is like I'm doing my part. You know what I mean? I'm getting on it. I'm sharing my perspective. I'm sharing my truth and my belief. And you know what I mean? There's people that's, that's willing to listen. And there's people that from the other side, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of white people. I'm talking to a lot of cops. This, that's my friends. And you know what I mean? We're sharing our perspectives and, and you know, we're, we're having conversations that, uh, that, you know, eventually lead to, to a good place. And I believe, you know, I just believe that everybody has, has to play their part. So yeah, athletes, you know, if, if you're using a platform to just show, uh, you know, the good, you know what I mean? Like it, your body while you're in shape and your game, and you know what I'm saying? Like it's cool and all, there's a time for that. But, you know, right now I, I felt as though it was a big uh, call for action. You know, there was a big call for action. And it, it was interesting to see like who was there to answer that call. And I feel as though I was one of those people that's, that's answering the call. And I'm, I'm not doing the big, I'm not saying I'm doing the biggest thing, you know what I mean? But I'm just doing my part, man. Yeah, nah, um, there's something that you said that a lot of people, I don't think sometimes take serious is bigger than you. It's something bigger than you. Like ball is great and everything like that, but what are you going to use with your platform? Like ball got you here, but at the end of the day, you still are a black man. You feel me? So that's the, the, the biggest thing. And you and a lot of people may feel like you're not doing the biggest part, but you speaking up is volumes. Like for me, like I said, seeing that, I think it was so dope that you weren't silent um, yeah. with everything going on, especially as an athlete, right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the NBA right now kind of hitting a stalemate of should they go back? Should they not go back? They each have some valid points. What's yeah. your, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, when I first saw the pushback, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I didn't fully understand it. You know, I think I saw Kyrie said that, um, you know, there's, there's deeper stuff going on. Um, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not with it. And at first, like, I, I didn't understand it because I, you know what I mean? I was just thinking smallly, like it, maybe he's upset at one little thing that, you know, I, I just didn't see it at first. But then I, I really sat down. I really started to see where he was coming from, and I understand, like. It, them coming back might be a distraction, you know what I mean? And they, it might be where everybody just needs to kind of just say, okay, yeah, that's, that's brush under the rug. You know what I mean? The people that was looking for it to get that way anyway. Yeah. So um, for me, I think that, uh, I think they do, I think they should come back, man. I think they should come back, but do it their way. You know what I mean? You can, I think there's a way that you can do it to, um, you know, to, to make a statement, you know, to, uh, there's a way that you can do it to, to still push that, push that, uh, the agenda, that movement push the agenda. forward, yeah. push the agenda forward, you know? Like, for instance, like when LeBron and them and Kobe, they came out with the I Can't Breathe after um, Eric Gardner got choked out, I believe. They came yeah. out with the I Can't Breathe warm-up. Sure, like, yeah. That was a big statement, you know what I mean? Like, the, the story that day wasn't how much points LeBron dropped. The story that day was LeBron was wearing these I Can't Breathe, you know what I mean? And that was a conversation, yeah. you know what I mean? When, when, when Kaepernick was kneeling. You know what I mean? That that, that yep. became a story. We didn't care about the games. We didn't care about the outcome as much as, you know what I mean? So I think there's there's ways that you can do it. But I do think that the players should come back. You know, everybody is not making $90 million. You know what I mean? That that, that, is, a, that is a legit point. You know, some people need, at the end of the day, most of these players are black men. Black men yep. need to get, you know what I mean? They need to get paid too. They need to get paid, man. Yeah, I think that's the, the tough thing. I get, I get where Kyrie is coming from and some of the other players. It's just 
maybe that the players coming together and we are on the same page, like we're going to make sure that this stays in the forefront. Um, right. I think players like LeBron, Kobe, CP3, Russ have done a great job of making sure that that's still the platform. Yeah, I dropped 81, but we're going to talk about still this person that died. And we're going to talk right. about we need to make sure these cops get um, arrested and make sure that they get tried. Things of this nature yeah. that I think is needed. And the thing is, I commend Kyrie for speaking up. I commend Kyrie for his perspective. Like, yo, I'll give up all of this. The thing yeah. is, like you mentioned, everybody is not in that position. It's that, right. that rookie, his first year, that's on his rookie contract. And they didn't even finish out this year. How yeah. is he providing for his family now? Right. You know, his first year, he not he not in the league, got a ring already. And nope. so it nope. is tough. Nope. I see, and it's, I can't I can't blame him for his viewpoint. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah. Also, like you gotta remember, like a lot of these players, like this really sparked something in a lot of players, but a lot of players been on this. You know what I'm saying? A lot of players been speaking up. They've been telling their perspective on what the like what's going on, like yo. This is how we getting treated. LeBron is big. He's a big advocate for the black community. You know, this, don't get me wrong, some people just starting. So maybe for them, yeah. like, this is their stand. But there's players that, this is nothing new, bro. Like, we've been doing this. We've been making our stand. We've been showing exactly what we stand for and what we're not falling for. You know what I mean? So I understand. I, I respect Kyrie for that take because it, it it does take a lot to, to say that. You know what I mean? I Especially when you got a lot of these owners that's, they're not trying to hear that. And you know what I mean? It, it takes a lot of guts to say that, man. I, it takes a lot of guts, so I commend them, but I agree with you, man. You, you, the kid, they got to play, man. <laughs> yeah, like, kudos to him for standing up to that, man, because yeah. outside of Jordan, I haven't really heard any owners really speak up, so I, like I said, I, I get it. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> I completely <laughs> get it. It's it's a tough thing, but as yeah. you said, LeBron been doing this for a minute, and been kudos to him. Time. Kudos to him for always having this uh, in the forefront. And we have mm -hmm. different things going on too, where you have players like Mikey Williams, who is top three high school ranked player coming out in 2023, yeah. who is talking about considering going to an HBCU. I know I love HBCUs. I wanted to go to yes, HBCU. <laughs> um, Yo, me mom didn't want me to go too far out. I was, <laughs> I was looking at Morgan State. I like my visit. My mom was like, ah, that's a little too yeah. far. The block down was a little uh, dangerous, but- Oh man, I know. In, I know. in Mikey's situation, um, if you had a chance to play ball at an HBCU, would you have gone? Do you think um, yeah. he'll be able to get to the league from going to HBCU? Like, what are your thoughts yeah. on All right, so knowing what I know now, right? Knowing everything that I know now, mind you, I went I, I went to Delphi University. You know what I mean? It's a PWI, predominantly white institute. You know, mm -hmm. um, when I was there, I I loved my time there. You know what I mean? But about two years in, you know, about two years in, right around the end of my sophomore year, beginning of my junior year, my brother, my older brother, uh, Darren, he he went to Hampton. Shout out to Darren. So, shout out to Darren. Yes, sir. Right now he's in uh he's in Dunham School down in Florida. Shout out to Darren. But um. He was at Hampton in undergrad. And meanwhile, I'm at my PWI, you know what I mean? And I'm, you know, it's cool because I'm on a basketball team. But at tw like a after two years, I really looked around and I said, man, it would feel good to be around my people right now. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of like, is it something, you know, this, yeah. this is that feeling. And you hear his stories about, you know what I mean, the brotherhood that he's, that he's forming and, you know, 
all the good stuff that comes with going to HBCU that we can't really see. I know you went to you went to um, NJCU, you know, Willie P, P and uh, NJCU. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, there's certain things, certain fields that we missed out on, you know. So looking back on it, I definitely would have taken HBCUs more serious. But um like back to Mikey, man, I I think I can really commend what he's doing, man. You know, whether it's coming from him or somebody above him, whoever it's coming from, their head is in the right place. They're thinking in the right direction. You know, we, we do have to start holding these coaches and schools accountable. You know what I mean? Do you have to go to HBCU if you're a top black athlete? I believe, no, you don't have to. I, I believe that you have your own choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you make your own choice. But make sure that you go, you're playing for a coach that you know is for you. You know what I yeah. mean? Make sure you're playing for a coach that's on your side. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, when we leave the court, when we take off our jersey and we take off our, you know, we take our showers uh-huh. together, the black players, they go into a whole different world than the white players and the white coaches. You know what I'm saying? We're going into two totally different worlds. So it's like, know who you're playing for. You know what I'm saying? Not, I'm not saying you have to play for a black coach, but play for a coach that's for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be HBCU. I love I love it. Some More people should go to HBCUs, and HBCUs should be held to a higher standard. I do agree with that. But if you don't go to HBCU, choose the right coach, man. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. Um, within saying that, like nobody, I don't think from watching your videos and other people, nobody is saying like be against white people, be against Hispanics. It's just embracing yourself and knowing what you have to do for you, what's going to work best for you. And as a as a black athlete, the other thing yeah. is it's just like again bringing back LeBron, shout out to LeBron and players like him that have changed the whole scene of sports where the players control the narrative now. I saw Mikey's post. That was his biggest thing. He was saying, hey, we need to control the narrative. We don't need the coaches to get us to where we need to go now. They have Twitter, Instagram. These, when we were growing up, highlight mixtapes and everything. (laughs) It was a couple of them. Is yeah. every kid in America? Every kid is a star. My now. sixth grade, <laughs> they got a whole highlight mixtape, eight minutes, yeah. three hundred likes, and two. <laughs> so they literally control their oh, narrative man. and how yeah. they're portrayed, how far they can go. Yeah. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's not even some of these players don't even put in as much of the work. They get right. the exposure so early. Yeah. You really do control your narrative. And it's not their growth work time, in, man. So- Sometimes that, that, that exposure might stunt their growth, man. You know, I believe that. I believe that the pressure, there's more pressure on these kids now. You notice yeah. that? These, pre- yep. these kids are dealing with a lot of pressure, man. A lot of, like, some of these kids are full-blown stars. You know what I'm saying? You go on the Instagram page, they got a blue check. They got a million followers. They didn't even play a college game yet. So yeah. now imagine, yo, imagine with your mindset. I, I know the type of player you are. Imagine it with your mindset. You got a kid coming in as a freshman. He's coming in with a million followers. Everybody's crowning him the next whatever, you're going to be dogging him in practice every day. He got a big, big target on his back. And that's on his own team. Now, imagine what the other team is thinking. Like, exactly. there's, there's so much pressure. And then now if they have one bad game, like that one bad game feels like 50 bad games because it's like, oh, I'm letting down my fan base. They think about so many different yeah, things, man. Yeah, fan base. We, we didn't have that concern oh. of a fan base. And it's yeah. starting even at sixth grade. I think the, the other thing, too, that is huge is AAU now. Yeah. AAU starting third, fourth grade, traveling <laughs> the country, traveling no, the country, is. and it's it's putting a lot of miles on the players. It's putting, yeah. like you said, a lot of pressure. Shout out to Lavar Ball, but 
I think it put some pressure on his sons. Now, granted, they was yeah. able to withstand it. But yeah. you saw Alonzo's first year in the league. Pat Bev said, yeah. I want him. Right. Just because of what his father said, I want him. And right. that puts the right. target on your back at a very early yeah. stage. And if you're not mentally tough, like you said, a bad game could have you off yep. for however long. And now you're oh, in college. True, and a lot it's of these true, players, man. you know, the, the goal is the one and done. Yeah, you have a bad yeah. game or something like that. What are you falling back on? You feel me? Right. Like education is still is still needed on right, on, some, right, right. on some level. It doesn't have to be the college background. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that people make money and have careers without having to go to college. But I think it's tougher now. With <laughs> it's starting so much earlier, bro. Yeah, like for me, for me, there's like a there's like a handful of, of of players that really have that one and done potential. You know what I mean? Like you can see it. Like clearly, there was no way Zion to me. Like I looked at Zion's highlights in high school, and I heard people say, "Oh, he's not gonna do nothing." I said, "Bro, look at this man. He's 290 pounds. It's not like he was doing all that at at six two and 100 165 pounds. This kid is six six, 290 pounds. He's gonna dominate college basketball. Like that's a short fired yep. uh, one and done." Like now, what I think the problem is, everybody that's a top fifty player in high school would think they won and done. Like it doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work like that. Sometimes some people's games just need a little bit more time. You know what I mean? You need to be playing around grown men for you know what I'm saying two and three years. It just works out. That's just how it is. And then when you want, when you when you go into college expecting to be one and done, and then now after your first year, you're not on you're not in the top ten. You're not a, you know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. you're not a first rounder. Like now that self confidence takes a hit because like you had, you came in with this big old plan. And you know what I'm saying? Life hits you a little bit, and now that self-confidence take a hit. And I've seen a lot of players. I'm not gonna say no, but no names and nothing like that. But I've seen a lot of players deal with that. And you know what I mean? You you can yeah. tell they kind of set them back mentally. It's like, whoa! I, I thought I was gonna come in and, and and run college ball. You know what I mean? I didn't know I was gonna come into a system. I didn't know I was gonna come in and everybody gonna be at my neck. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was gonna be just better than everybody. You know? So I think um yeah, I think we got we got to slow down with it a little bit. Crowning, we can't count everybody, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm we we throw that word greatness around yeah. real willy nilly. Um, yeah. With speaking of that, you think what do you think about you know the route that they have now with possibly going to the G League instead of going to college? I mean, I I like it, man. I like it. Now, like one thing I learned when I when I went overseas, right? Um, my second year, my second year, I was in Spain, right? My second year mm-hmm. pro, I was in Spain, and no, sorry, my third year pro, I was in Spain. And um, I'm talking to one of my teammates. He was from uh, Bosnia, you know, and we're just talking about like his his career and, and my career, and we were just like comparing, like these these guys overseas are turning pro at 15, you know what I mean, 15, 16. Like they make a they make a decision early, you know what I mean. And I think it's no different than like when a 16 year old kid says, you know what, I'm gonna be a brain surgeon, and then he, you know what I mean, like he dedicates his life to to, to like the books, you know what I mean, and 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 goes that path, and he ends up being a brain surgeon. Like when you're 15, 16, and you have a lot of talent over there, like you go to a, a Barcelona uh, or a Madrid club and they develop you, you know what I mean? And you can turn pro at a young age and you can just literally focus on what you want to do. Like you said, you don't need college per se to have a career. You know what I mean? If you want your career to be in basketball and like you have the goods, so to speak, and people are willing to like invest in you at 16, 17, 18 uh, yeah, I think I think you should be able to go pro at a young age. I think you should be able to explore the G League because these kids are going to college. Like, what, like I say this all the time. What was Ben Simmons doing in college? 
Like I was looking at Ben Simmons in college. I said, bro, NBA this man now. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had no, he had no business. No need to be the there. College campus. <laughs> I said the same thing about John Wall. I saw John Wall play one game. I said, yo, he does not need to be in college, bro. Like he's wasting his time. He's wasting everybody's time because he's just so far better than everybody else. The same thing with Zion. Like, why was Zion Williamson walking around a college campus? Like, leave that man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it makes me think about what Kobe said when he made his decision. He said, I want to be the best at this game. We're better than to go to the league now. Like, you, it's the same analogy. Yo, when somebody yeah. want to be a lawyer, at 16, 17, they go into college to be a lawyer, to yeah. learn from the best. Where better, I think, G League, you're going to be able to develop and get to where you need to get to. Um, yeah. How is it the game overseas? How is the game overseas yeah. as a pro athlete? All right, so, like, when I first – my first year overseas, I, I went to Argentina. And um, I was – you know, I was fresh out of college. So, like, I'm used to the game being, like, you know, college basketball is like this, especially in mm-hmm. the conference I was in. A lot of athletic guards, so the, the pace was so fast. I went to Argentina and it was, it was a grown man's game. You know what I'm saying? Like these, 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 these players have a lot of mileage on them. They don't play at a hundred miles per hour. You know what I'm saying? They play at, they might play at the, or they don't play a hundred percent. They might play at a 60%, but it's a controlled 60% and it's a smart 60%. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was, I was surprised at how skilled every position was. You know what I'm saying? Like in college, you know how it is in the U.S. Like if you're a yeah. center, don't ever shoot out the paint. And you saw the other like high school mentality. Don't ever see other paint like like one through five. Everybody's hitting threes. One through five, everybody can handle the rock. One through five, everybody can pass. You know what I'm saying? Like like these players is just well, you know what I mean? Like well rounded skill wise. Well rounded, yep. How was yeah? Everybody on my team, all my team can shoot threes, and I've never been on a team where everybody can shoot threes. My 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 uh, my, my rookie year, and then also it's interesting because like every country has its own flavor so to speak you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like the, the, the spanish game so i played in, i played i played in spain for two years and the spanish game was um was it like a cerebral game like they, they're trying to outthink everything you know what i mean you run a set and you're gonna run you're gonna execute that set until you get what you want you know what i mean and then and then i played in france last year and the french game is more of a physical game you know what i mean pound 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 everybody's super super athletic everybody's super strong and um you know it's just more of a, a physical game. So like every every country kind of has its own little, um, I guess, cold or feel to it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just different, man. Like I said, this is different. You know, it's different in college. Um, it's different in the league, obviously. You know, some, some places don't want the American to score over 15 points a game. And if some players don't want an American, unless he scores 25 a game, you know what I mean? So it's like, you gotta know where you're going. You gotta know your market. You got to know what your coach is expecting from you. Because, um, yeah, a lot of places, they'll pull you. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they, if they bring you in, <laughs> if they bring you in to rebound and block shots, and you come in trying to shoot threes, they're going to look at you. And if you're not scoring 25 a game, yeah, you're gonna, they're going to send you home. You know what I mean? And you could be the coldest man. You could be the coldest player ever. You know what I mean? If you don't do what they expected you to do, they're going to send you home, man. You know? Well, the, <laughs> the biggest thing is everybody got to play their role. That's yeah, Yes. And I, you gotta know it's like and it, it's it's uh it's it's fun because like once you turn pro like you can kind of define your career how you want to you know what i mean like whatever you really really work on you can kind of find your way and like that just becomes who you are and it, it's really what you want you know what i mean or you can come in start your career as like 
you know, a slasher that, that rebounds and runs fast breaks. And then by the time you in year five, year six, you developed your game so much that now you were, you know what I'm saying, you're a well-rounded scorer. You're a half-court player. You know what I mean? And it just really depends on where you want to take it, really. So it's it's uh it's real interesting, man. It's real interesting and it's fun, man. It's like, you know, you get played you get paid to play ball, you know? It's just like what more can we ask for, man? This is what we this is what we exactly. you know what I'm saying? This 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 was that's, a dream, bro. Like that's, that's <laughs> a dream, man. Where's where has it been like your best experience so far? Damn man. I, I always say that um England. I played in I played in Manchester, England, and that mm-hmm. was the easiest for me. Because you know they spoke they spoke my language, their culture is like kind of similar to our culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know English people they're not too far off from Americans. They're not Americans. You know what I mean? And they'll let you know how much they're better than Americans are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but secretly they're envious of us. Secretly they are envious <laughs> of us. So England was definitely the um the easiest for me, and uh, Spain was probably like the most fun like off off the court. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now where I am in France, it's just like uh, it's it, I'm in a real good I'm, I'm I'm in a good situation. So it's like a family, you know what I mean, like a family feel. Um, yeah, but Spain, I'll say Spain, off the court, England, for um, you know, just the easiest transition, and and France for I guess overall good feeling. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we're gonna break it down into some uh, NBA questions. How we looking right now with the season coming back? Who do you- as uh being the MVP this year. Oh man. <laughs> MVP. I gotta say LeBron. I have to say LeBron, man. You know, I know you're a Kobe guy, so I don't know how you feel about Bron. Oh no, nah, we Bron. <laughs> All right, cool, man. I, love him. <laughs> I, just think, I know you I know your Lakers I know your Lakers fans. I wanted to see how you know what I'm saying. I was just testing you. But yeah, no, I think for sure LeBron, um for what he's doing for his team, man, like, you know, year 17 like it means something i know people say oh we don't care about what you're it means something man this man has played more minutes than 99 percent of everybody else ever <laughs> you know what i'm saying longevity like longevity man like you're doing this in year 17 bro year 17 your team is number one or number two in the west you know what i'm saying a tough tough western conference where everybody said he's gonna go to the west and he's gonna see what it's really about he was yeah. coasting in the east really okay he's number one and number two in the west um, I guess you can say his competition is Giannis, but for me, Giannis, he still has a lot to prove, man. You know, he he's going out bad in these playoffs, man. He's going out yeah. bad in these playoffs, man. Yeah, that's that's what I've been saying to people. They they not hearing it, and I'm like, uh-huh. Giannis, he's putting up his stats. Regular season is hands down. You can't deny the numbers, yeah. but the playoffs where it matters the most, right? And I'm sure you know we went down your resume being in the playoffs. Yep. That's a different game and they locked in. You to focus on that one team. Yeah. That's that's different. It don't it hasn't really panned out that well for them thus far. Right. No, I I, I agree, bro. I agree. So wait, you say you say LeBron too? Yeah, I, I gotta take LeBron. Um yeah, okay. first for being biased, but his greatness can't be ignored, man. 17 right. years to still be he's leading the league in assists like he literally Insane. can do whatever the team needs all right we need 40 i'm gonna get 40 you yeah. want me to assist i'm gonna do assist rebound steals and for the seamless piece and fixing of him and ad for it to just seamlessly come together right I, to him as a player 
Um, a lot of people obviously have MJ as they go. Yeah. And that wouldn't be something that you can really per se argue with. I could get it. But yeah. just off of who I want to play with, I want to play with LeBron. Why exactly? Exactly. I, I get exactly, I bro. his mindset, but his approach. Yeah. Telling Horace Grant he can't eat if he don't play well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't like yeah. I since, can't get with that. Since that documentary, I think it's it it says a lot that he had a lot of teammates come out and like opposed to what he was saying. You know what I mean? Like he had a lot of teammates saying, you know what I'm saying, negative things about him or oh that didn't happen that way. Like, you know what I mean? You could tell that there was it wasn't all peaches and cream like everybody made it seem like it was. Like everybody eating, breaking bread together. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't that. And I think that when LeBron documentary, you know LeBron documentary gonna come out. When LeBron documentary come out, it, it's not gonna be all of that backlash. It's not gonna from his own, from his own players and his own teammates. It's not gonna be that. So I think that does say like I agree with you, bro. I Jordan was a killer, you know. <laughs> you can't you can never take that away from him. He was a killer. And also I wanna run this by you too, man. They 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 say uh like Jordan as a person, right? His personality, I feel as though the type of personality he has is because he's from a well-grounded background. You know what I'm saying? Like he had mom, he had dad, mm -hmm. he had structure, grew up middle class. Like everything in his life was always structured. So he was like, you know what I'm saying? He has that, that discipline of like, you know, under pressure, under the most pressure, he has like a solid backbone. You know what I mean? Like his, his upbringing was real, real solid, I feel like. Now you got players like, and Steph Curry is the same way. You know what I'm saying? He had mom, dad, he had money. He had, you know what I mean? Solid, solid structure. So they cool. I feel like they cool under pressure. Now you got yeah. players that's coming from underprivileged uh, backgrounds. Bron had mom. Bron had nights where he didn't know where his next meal was coming from. Bron was moving around from home to home. It wasn't that solid, solid structure. You know what I'm saying? That foundation. So I feel as though there's a correlation there. Like Jordan's mindset is perfect for how he grew up. That's that's like a to me. It's like a it's like a kudos to how he grew up. Like y'all did a great job raising a, a strong, young, disciplined man. Now LeBron, the structure, it wasn't all the way there. So I feel like he needed more time to figure out, you know what I mean? He was probably learning like life shit. Oh, excuse, I, I, excuse my language. You can hey, bleep that out, bro. <laughs> I'll get too, I'm getting too deep in, in this convo right now. But like Brown was like figuring out like real life stuff that Jordan yeah. already had figured out coming into the league. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, those first couple championships in that that time when he when he lost against uh Dirk and the Mavs in the finals, people hold that against him. But he wasn't like he wasn't the complete man that Jordan was at that at that same point in his career. You see what I'm saying? I feel as though there's a correlation there that nobody's talking about. Nobody's talking about that. Like Bron is an underprivileged kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't have that. He didn't have mommy, daddy, meals, good home, middle class neighbor. He didn't have all of that. So it's, of course, like mentally, he had. I feel that like he has more to figure out. He's battling with more demons, probably. And you know, what I'm saying people, people got to look into that. People have to look into that. Yeah, the people don't always factor in the off the court things that go into your success on the court. Um, yeah. You can even point out Kobe. Kobe had both his parents and had a right a more solid background mindset because, again, looking at his documentary, Kobe said it. While y'all was worrying about what I had to eat, what. And no, he was no knock to them, but why I had to yeah. be a good son, why I had to focus on school and class, I got yeah. to train every day to be what I wanted to be. Yeah. That's why I think even the more you got to give LeBron kudos to come from you have to. his you have background, to. everything that he's been through, to put on his family, his friends. Yeah. I think it's the dopest thing. Like the dude 
has his friends as his inner circle as his agent. He yeah. got them doing the, the production company. Like, yeah. look, that's, I think, and a lot of people, even people older than him now, is like, yo, that's the playbook. You know what? I'm not going to just give y'all money. I'm going to put right. y'all in positions to make yeah. your money, make your yeah. own money, and we all eat. We all yeah. eat is not me feeding you, just giving you handouts. Right. Hey, you know what? You're going to be my agent. You're going to run the production company. Yeah. yeah. It's all under me, but it's yours. You guys learned it. You guys mastered it. The yeah. production company getting major deals with CBS, NBC, Fox, doing shows right. and movies. And it's yeah. meaningful movies, too. They had a couple yeah. movies coming out talking on the issues that's going on. I think it's uh, like I'm reading in the chat right now. Somebody asked, does it make it? Does it make you more tough when you come up having to fight your way through? Um, you know, yeah, man, that's uh, I get, yeah, you know, it it makes you more tough, you know what I mean? But like I said, man, when 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 situations get tough around you, you know what I mean? Like I, for me, okay, uh, I hate I hate I hate getting into this, man, but you gotta look at football. Let's let's look at football, right? Mm-hmm. Most quarterbacks are white, right? Okay. Why? Why are most quarterbacks white? You you can, you can point to a whole lot, a lot, whole lot of different factors, right? But most of these white quarterbacks is growing up. They are calm, cool. You know what I mean? Always like that toughness. Like that's like a different level of toughness. Like they're they're usually from two parent households. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're usually, uh, and then also like you look at Russell Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. They're the same. You know what I mean? It's not. It, it doesn't have to do with your race. You know what I mean? But it just has to do with certain. And now you look at a Cam Newton. When when times get tough, yeah, Cam Newton is one of the toughest, you know what I'm saying, players ever at to play the quarterback position. But when time when times get tough, like there is, he has to go through his trials and tribulations. You know what I'm saying he has to he had to go through that Super Bowl run where he, you know what I mean? He, he people might say he cracked, he folded, whatever. Like I feel as though it, it makes you tough in a way, yes, but there also is something that's that's that's, that's that you have to figure out on your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a process, man. And a lot of times people don't give people the time to grow. I think right. that's the that's the they want thing. it now. They want it now, they man. Want it now they want it now. They see um they see the greatness, for example, in the LeBron and just expect it. You feel me? But he still was 18, 19, 20, still trying to figure it out with literally yeah. the world on his shoulders. Yo, like, okay, and that's another thing, bro. Jordan didn't have that pressure at 18, 19. Like Jordan was able to be on college campus. Talking to college girls, you know what I'm saying? Doing his little college homework. He's chilling on 18, 19. Is he working on his game? Yes. You know what I'm saying? But nobody was expecting Jordan to come in and be the next Magic Johnson. You know what I'm saying? At 18 years old. So, like, these pressure, like, LeBron is, like, the first player, I think, that really had that, that level of pressure that we were talking about earlier. You know what I mean? The, the, the Mikey Williams pressure. The, the Zion Williams, the high school pressure. The Andrew Wiggins, the high school pressure. You know what I'm saying? LeBron really was that first player that really – get put into that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole media thing was starting to build around high school players that, at that point, like it was just different, man. It was just different. Like, yeah, we have to really give it up to him. Yeah, and also had- like what you said about, what you said about him putting on his friends, man, like he's not only setting the blueprint for athletes, but he's setting the blueprint for, for black men in general. You know what I mean? When, when, whenever one of us quote unquote make it, so to speak, you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, you could be a, a, a movie actor, or you could be, you know what I mean, a musician. Okay. You gonna put your people's on, you know what I'm saying? Before you put somebody else on and trust somebody else with your with your business or trust somebody else with your money, yeah. you are gonna look at LeBron and see what he did with him and his boys, 
you don't have to be an athlete to follow that blueprint. He's setting a blueprint for, you know what I'm saying, for us in general. Life. life. Straight up. The thing with, that's the thing, LeBron, man, you can't knock him, bro. I mean, you could, you could say what you want about the, you know, the whole decision and how he went about doing that. But yeah. even in that, the man was still growing, still learning, man. Yeah, he, was 20, it, yo, he was, what, 24? 24. Like, bro, I'm 26 now, bro. Like, I still consider myself very young. Sometimes you got to look at it like when we grow older, we grow into these ages that these kids or these athletes are. Like, LeBron was 23 when he faced the Spurs in the finals. Like, 23. Think about how immature you were at 23, bro. We had just graduated college. Like, we, you know, <laughs> think about the stuff we were doing at 23, bro. Like, <laughs> yo. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> like, seriously, bro. It's definitely big ups to him, man. Um, yeah, for sure. The, the season's panning out with everything returning, everybody returning. Um, who do you, how do you see the season panning out? Playoffs, who do you see winning? Who's getting a chip? You know, um, I, I, I see, um, I see LeBron getting it done, you know, off the straight grit and want, you know, and play off LeBron, you know, when he gets activated, it's, it's problems, it's big problems. Zero dark 30. <laughs> yeah, seriously, bro. And I think I saw on the, the way they're seeding it, the Clippers and the Lakers are on two different sides of the bracket. So I, I, I do think it's going to be L.A. versus L.A. Um, yeah, it just makes sense. And I, 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 see, I see the Lakers taking it, man. I see the Lakers taking it, bro. Yeah, uh, when you look at – when you look at how the season is panning out to, I think it's going to be real interesting because something that people, some aren't recognizing. The good thing about playoffs, right? You have the traveling and you got to figure out how to rest, how to get there. Yeah. We're at 50%. Who's going to be able to perform their best being nicked up? The thing I think is going to be interesting, everybody's had a couple months off. So everybody yeah. should be healthy. So it's going to be... Yeah. Everybody's at 100%. Let's see. Right. It's going to pan out. There's no traveling. We all in the yeah. same place. You ain't got to hop on a plane. We yeah. right here. I think it's going to be interesting. I, of course, see the Lakers winning it. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, Lakers Nation. Yeah. No, no surprise. No surprise. Well, yeah, but no, I, think, I, I think it's going to be an interesting test, though, because, like, you have to be so mentally tough for that. You know what I mean? Like, no fans are going to be there. You know what I mean? The preparation process is going to be a little bit – like your whole routine that you had when you usually made it to the playoffs and, the, you know what I'm saying, the hotel that you went to is not going to be that hotel. And it's not yeah. going to be – you know what I mean? You laid up with your wife and, and, and your kids is in the next room. It's not going to be that, you know? So I, I think it, you have to be so mentally tough. Like who's going to be more tough mentally, I guess, is what it comes down to. Yeah, and something that they mentioned in the, the chat too, who's going to come up in, in shape and be sharp? Mm. Like I know it was a lot right. of players talking about they didn't have access to gyms. Yeah. I love the the type of shape people want to be in. Um it's yeah. a it's a long to me, July to October. That's a that's a just to be in that one spot. Right. Like, mentally you gotta be prepared and locked in. You there till October. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a month or two yeah. after that, back at the season. Like you get a month off. So is that Man. the one? You uh, want that? Yeah. Like, because when you get a month off, yeah, we right back, right back at yeah. it. That, that's 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 a great point too because like you, you know this, but game shape and regular shape is two different things, man. 
I don't care how many hills you run or how many, you know what I'm saying, sprints you do, suicides you do, that game shape when you got to catch the ball, you got to pump fake, jazz that. Like, you got to do moves, and then you got to go and lock up on the other end. Like, that shape is way different than anything you can prepare for, you know? Yeah, so, that's yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm glad it's coming back. Um, yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Do you think uh, – we was talking about it today on uh, earlier the episode – um, we're talking about we think like Portland's going to be able to make it in as that eighth seed. Um, mm-hmm. We just was having a conversation like regarding Dame. Do you think Damian yeah. Lillard can win in Portland? Unless he gets another piece, no. You know, I I I think I think it's going to be hard for Dame to to win as a number one. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it might sound weird because Dame is like one of the coldest players ever. You know what I mean? But like the amount of people that can be a number one on you know say as a point guard you know what I mean like it's it, it's hard man it's hard if your point if your PG is, is your number one it's hard man you got to have the right pieces around you you know what I mean because Dame if Dame gets 50 at the point guard position you know what I'm saying his two guard well his two guard is TJ so he can also play with and without the ball but uh, you know what I'm saying it's gonna it's gonna I don't know man it, it might stagnate the offense at times you know what I mean it might not flow how it's supposed to how it's supposed to flow you know what I'm saying? It's hard to come in saying, okay, I have to get 50 to win, and I have to get my, my, my offense going, like everybody else going. Like, that's a lot, man. 50 and 10, 50 and 12, that's... Yeah, like, it's a lot, a lot, bro. I mean, I like C.J. McCollum. I like Dane, but I think they're going to have to break that yeah. up. For I got to break that up, man. They got to break that up. Like, I ain't want to say it, bro. I ain't want to say it. <laughs> I, I got to go, man. <laughs> I would say it. I think they got to break up just off the simple fact of how it's set up in the West and having two guards under that 6'6 height, I'm all for heart over height. You know, I'm 5'10". Yeah, I, I know. I'm all for heart over height, but yeah. just to really, for him to be successful, yeah, I think you got to get somebody else at that two guard. And like you said, he's dropping 50 then. What else is everybody else doing? Especially you got like a mellow on your team now. How you going to use mellow, keep him involved. Yeah. It's going to be tough for him. We're going to do star yeah. bench cut. All right, let's get it. All right. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. Damn. Steph, Dame, and Kai. Damn, why you do this to me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we from Jersey. We from, we from West Orange, man. Why you do this to me, bro? Nah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to have to. Steph, like Steph, Steph got three chips, bro. Like he, he he proved that he can get it done. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and um I I'm gonna go ahead and start Steph. I'm gonna go ahead and start Steph. Um, Kyrie proved that he get it done. Man, he one of the biggest shots in NBA history. You, no matter what happens, you can't take that from Kyrie. You cannot take that from Kyrie. He hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history. So we know for a fact if he get there, he he can get it done. He can get it done. Is in his DNA, so I'm at the. I guess bench, that sounds crazy benching Kyrie. Like who? You know what I'm saying that sounds crazy, bro. But yeah, I guess he he had to get benched and then cut. I gotta cut Dame, man. And Dame is a cold blooded killer, yo. And, and Dame can get fifty whenever he wants. Like he's he can just whenever he feels like getting fifty, he can just go get fifty. Yep. At the same time, we just haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 big in like what have you done at that moment? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and these two guys have done a lot when that moment was, you know what I'm saying, was, was the brightest. I've seen Dame get swept, you know? It, it, 
no, no, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect to him and no, you know what I'm saying? No, nothing, not taking away anything from his game, but I've seen you get swept, bro. And it wasn't in the finals and it wasn't against a stacked team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen you get swept a few times. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that plays, that plays a factor that playoff pedigree. Um, a tweet that you put out a while back that I saw, um, you mentioned, I don't want to misquote it, but you alluded to Tim Duncan doesn't get put in the conversation as much. Talk about it. Talk about it. Oh, damn, you're Kobe Oh, man. I wanted you to expand <laughs> on that tweet. I saw a lot of, uh, some pushback going back and forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to my man, Ken Day, you know, <laughs> and Kobe, but I, 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 I couldn't disagree with your tweet. Expound on saying <clears throat> in your tweet. All right, so I'm going to just say this as if I didn't know you was a diehard Kobe fan, all right? I'm going to pretend like I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> just, let me, just let me go. Just let me talk. Tim Duncan in his prime, right, has mm-hmm. never missed the playoffs. Tim Duncan in his prime was a shoe-in for the playoffs, and he had one first-round exit in his prime, you know what I'm saying, all his prime years. One playoff exit, and I think he ended up with five, five championship rings. Yeah. Okay, I think he had three or four and. Three or four NBA Finals MVPs. Okay. That's greatness, right? Everybody can yeah. say that's greatness. You disagree. Kobe, uh, and uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Like, Kobe is one of the greatest players ever touched the basketball. Rest in peace to Kobe. But if you sit down and look at his career objectively, in his prime years, you know, in his prime years, he missed the playoffs. In his prime years, he had two first-round exits. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he had his first three championships. He was the Robin, you know what I'm saying? So he has two finals MVPs. Um, Pau Gasol, the Pau Gasol trade was like, it was magic, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people talk about that. They don't talk yeah. about that enough. Like you got like, like that, that came out of nowhere though. Like how did you guys end up with Pau Gasol for nothing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody talk about Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Chris Bosh. Like how the hell did the Lakers get Pau Gasol? Like somebody, I, I, nobody still explained it to me. Cause who who'd you give up? From Paul Gasol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Paul was one of the best bigs in the league at the time. And you guys literally got him for nothing. Yeah, so, that, was, that, that was a steal. That was big. That was big, bro. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I think that LeBron missed the playoffs last season in year 16. And we were all on his on his behind. Like, LeBron, oh, he's, he's not, I told yeah. you he's not who he thought he was. Like, Kobe missed the playoffs when he was 28, I think. Like, literally in the middle of his career. Just miss yeah. playoffs. That's inexcusable, bro. That's inexcusable. You know what I'm saying? Like, for you to be considered um, top two, you know what I'm saying? I think that that that's inexcusable. Jordan never missed the playoffs in, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, in his prime years. LeBron missed the playoffs, arguably towards the end of his prime, year 16. But he's never, how many first-round exits does LeBron have? You know, Kobe has two first-round exits in the year that he missed the playoffs. Great, one of the greatest players to ever touch the basketball. Probably the most skilled player to ever touch the basketball. But if you look at their resumes, Tim Duncan's resume is really, really strong, bro. And like nobody's talking, nobody's talking about it. I think, it's, like I said in the tweet, I said it. I think it's because he's a big. People don't respect bigs, bro. <laughs> uh, we we disregard Bill Russell out that conversation. We disregard Wilt Chamberlain out that discussion. Kareem Kareem is a top three player to me. Like who has a better basketball resume than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? But nobody like, says Kareem. And he has one nobody of the, will ever say one of the most unstoppable shots. That's Skyhook. You're not. You can't. You're not how can you guard that? Like, <laughs> how can you go? Even Shaq. 
Shaq is the most dominant player to ever touch a ball, bro. Like the most dominant player. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think I think our generation, because of Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. Guard guard. Is everybody care about guards, bro? Guard everybody heavy. care about guards. Like that's what they like you guys understand. Like that's what a guard is supposed to do. You know that, right? Like the shooting guard is supposed to shoot. Like <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna score all the points. Of course. They supposed in a this in a description. It's not yeah. called the shooting forward. It's not yeah. called the shooting point guard or the shooting center. It's literally no. called a shooting guard. Like that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be the most skilled when it comes to creating your own shot. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to take the most shots on the team. They're supposed to take the most craziest shots. You know what I'm saying? Like that's literally in a job description. You know? How much do you think? I can't disagree. Tim Duncan's resume, hands down. We don't talk about the bigs enough. I can can say that for sure. Just a rebuttal playing devil's advocate here, though, right? Give it to me. I expect nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> How much would you factor in those years, Kobe not having a Phil Jackson? Tim Duncan had pop. So mm. that plays, I think, just playing devil's advocate. Tim Duncan, you can't mm. deny it. The Spurs every year were contenders, basically. Every yeah. year, basically. It, it wasn't a time where the Spurs weren't relevant and yeah. they weren't always a threat with pop, Timmy, Manu. The whole squad, it was normally they did a great job developing their players too. Yeah. But those years where because of Kobe's, we just want to say it, his arrogance and you know, trying to push Phil out, I can do this by myself, even pushing Shaq yeah. out. Yeah. How much do you think that factors in the coaching of a player's success and talking of a, a Tim Duncan and a Kobe or a LeBron, even a LeBron not having yeah a good coach, a good front office. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think, uh, I think it matters, you know, I do think it matters. Um, I think Jordan proved that you can be at war with your front office and still win. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, some people just find ways to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, LeBron literally changed organizations and he still went to eight straight with two different organizations. You know what I mean? He, he, like he, he he's changing front office. He's like, he's, he's doing a complete change. He's not changing one person or changing one coach. He's changing like whole organization, you know what I'm saying? And still doing like his run, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, you know, I think, I think it, that practice in, like that probably is directly correlated to reasons why he didn't make the, the playoffs or the reason why he got bounced in the first round. But at the same time, I think your greatness is supposed to, like Kobe's greatness, LeBron's greatness, Tim Duncan's greatness, is supposed to bring you past the first round. You know what I mean? Like it's supposed to bring you past the first, the first round, round, bro. Like, you got to get past the first round. To be that top, top two, top three player, yeah. have that title. I I was hurt when we lost against the Suns. That was that first yeah. round. All the ah, and <laughs> we lost that. Yeah. that hit differently. Like yeah, yeah. You had to face that. All right, Kobe could carry them, and that's what I can't sometimes disagree with with the LeBron argument. LeBron has been able to carry some pretty bad teams deep deep into the playoffs regarding right. just regarding what was going on with the front organization and everything yeah. that um right. you know, he played he played for Dan Gilbert Dan Gilbert hated his yeah. guts you know what I'm saying which he exposed after he left like he yep. paid for that man two times over you know what I'm saying like yeah I agree with you man we're gonna end off the show I told you with some rapid fire questions I'm gonna throw yeah. some questions at you first answer that pops in your head MJ Abron Damn, man. Damn, that's that's that. Okay. Um, sheesh, man. 
I, I I'll say this, man. I'll say this. Like now, I know this is not rapid fire. You know, <laughs> I know this just negates everything that rapid fire is about. You know what I'm saying? But I'll say this. Like I I did a lot. I did my homework. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my homework. I'm looking at a lot of older players. You know what I mean? Studying a lot of players that did it before me. Um, I watched a lot of Michael Jordan. Um, he was obviously one. Of, you know what I'm saying? Either one or two. I've never lo- I never enjoyed watching a player play basketball more than LeBron. Like the things I see LeBron do, you know what I mean? Like I just never seen that any like I've never seen anything like that. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen somebody that big be that fast, that strong and could do everything like can do everything that smart. Like you I just enjoy I I I'm gonna say LeBron. I I enjoy watching LeBron play better than I watch I I, I enjoy watching uh, Jordan. Yeah. He's saying in the uh, uh on the live, they said MJ Dwayne, MJ Dwayne. <laughs> Yo, don't get me wrong, like like it's one A one B. There's no clear cut nothing. There's no clear cut nothing. But for me personally, he asked me, rapid fire, who do I enjoy watching play basketball better? You know what I'm saying? That's that's specifically the question. I enjoy watching LeBron James play basketball better. Not by a lot. Not by a lot. Yeah, shout, out to, uh, shout out to Pastor John for his perspective on that one. <laughs> Jay-Z or Nas? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Nah, but not, like Nas doesn't get enough credit either, man. Like Nas mm-hmm. is in my top five, but Jay-Z, I'll have to say Jay-Z at this point. Like post, post-career, post you know what I mean? Like post-prime, like yeah. yeah, Jay-Z, yeah. Phil Jackson or Pop? Phil Jackson. I think Pop is like, he just, even though he gives you good sound bites, like he's a little boring, you know. Like, <laughs> guy's boring, man. Like, I could imagine like a conversation with him off the basketball court just being dry. Like Phil does. Phil seems like a yoga teacher, you know what I mean? Like he's like just got something interesting to say always. I'm gonna go with Phil. The fact that he was one of the few people to actually understand and really get Dennis Rodman, I think that. That shows, like, understand, like, yo, this guy really needs a vacation in midseason. Yeah, yeah. That's just something. The way he connected with the players was just right. Different out greatness, different and great. Doing that man, who was doing that? They said they said you back on top because you chose Jay Z. So you 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 understand? (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I know you grew up in Jersey. You got fam in New York. Jersey basketball or New York basketball? Jersey basketball. Jersey basketball. Jersey basketball, man. Yo, we you know this, man. We grew up with some talented people, bro. And we grew up competing against some talented people, man. You know what I mean? We go in high school, our high school teams, we you know what I'm saying? We go and play in these summer leagues and there's so much talent, man. And some of these guys, the world is never gonna know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we have the most of the world will never know. You know what I mean? We have to. I say Jersey, man. For sure. One of the people that that come to mind, he's not a nobody or anything like that, but I remember in middle school, Roosevelt, Chauncey Orr, that boy was cold. That boy cold. Chauncey Orr? Yo. Chauncey Chauncey was the player that we all wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? This guy was like, it seemed like he was 6'3 in middle school. You know what I'm saying? This guy had crazy handles. He had a he had a Jimmy, like you know what I'm saying, long arms, high IQ player. You could pass like how you like yo early Chauncey Oh man, like we had 
we had, even in West Orange, a couple of the teams before we got there, even our freshman year, we got Travis China. We got yeah. Gerald, G-Baby, Rodney. Yeah. Rest in Yo, peace. Ger- like, Ger- Ger- Gerald was like probably the most athletic person that I've like witnessed on a day-to-day basis. Like yeah. the stuff this guy would do. Like this I guy literally ended. Tom. <laughs> Severa? Hey, yo. You strong. He was baby Braun. He was baby Braun. Yeah, he was built like a baby Braun. Pound for pound, I don't think I've seen somebody that athletic. Like to be that strong and to be that fast and that quick, because you know, fast and quick, two different things. Yep. Like, yeah, nah, he was, yeah, he was different. He was built different. A Giants fan. Uh, no. Cowboy Nation, we have disagreements on that. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you rocking with, Odell or Saquon? Saquon, man, yo, yeah, all right, man. Listen, man. First off, I saw I saw a, um, a, a highlight tape of Saquon Barkley in high school. Right, the, the Giants posted it on their page. It was like, watch this uh, eleven minute highlight of Saquon in high school. This man was he had this one play where. Um, he broke like three tackles, right? Consecutively. Mm-hmm. Breaks three tackles. And then like directly after he gets out of his third tackle, he stiff arms this guy. He immediately off of one foot jumps into a hurdle over the guy that's in front of him. So like and, and like and like this guy's team, like he was like a 250 pounds. Like if you look at his bench, because like the, the, the camera was like he was right in front of his bench. If you look at his bench, his bench is like this. They've seen that a million times before. Like he's making plays like this. I'm in my room like, oh, they've seen that a million times, bro. Like I don't think we've seen like athletes like Saquon don't come around every, every so often. You know what I'm saying? They don't come around like that. Odell was, Odell has the best hands I've ever seen. He has the best, or at least the best hand pause like that I've ever seen. You see what I'm saying? But yeah, Saquon is just different, man. (laughs) I'm going. I'm going with Quan, bro. All right, um, who's on your Mount Rushmore for musical artists? My Mount Rushmore for musical artists? Yeah. Um, Michael Jackson. Um, Vibes Cartel. Uh, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And, um... I might, uh, man, that's a tough one. Mm. Can I say, uh, man, that's a tough one. That that last spot always the killer, isn't it? <laughs> wow, that's yeah, that's a tough one, bro. I have to say, uh, wow. They said throw Bieber on there. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, where the other guy am, man? <laughs> nah, I like, uh, like even music lately. It's been some some good music. Really? I I'm not, I, I've never even like listened to it, bro. I've I haven't I haven't listened to the last two albums. It's been he's been more thoughtful. Put it that way. Yeah. It's a lot more thought yeah. in it. You know, he's going through his transition of trying to be a better person. Um, yeah, I see that. I see him. that. So it's been something, yo, something something about him, man. I don't know what it is about him, but it just comes off a little disingenuine, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand, like, the growth that he's trying to make, and maybe it's just me being, you know what I mean, unfair to him, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't come off as genuine, you know? So I, I feel like I kind of checked out of that a yeah. long time ago, you know? Um, like, hey, I, I have something for you, though. 
I have a hot take for you, man. If you were born in 1993 or later, and 50 Cent or Lil Wayne is not in your top five, you playing yourself. And oh. yeah, you, you playing yourself. Of course. Okay. Enough people don't don't say those names in their top five. Like we grew up, like that was our soundtrack, bro. That was I, our soundtrack. I can't disagree with you. I tell this story to a lot of people all the time. Um, some people on here may never knew this, but you know, I grew up before I came to Roosevelt. My whole life was private school. I ain't listening to no rap. The, the closest rap I had was, uh, you feel me, Run DMC, the <laughs> classics, the hit, the hot, the hippie to the hit. That, that was my rap. Besides that, yeah. it was straight gospel, some Stevie Wonder. The first, it was seventh grade, the first rap album I ever heard was 50 Cent. After that, mm. I was like, you mm. can't. You can't deny 50. Yo, high school? That year, I think it was Dwayne, Sherrod, Dwayne, you, of course, Sherrod, Rodney, Ramadan. It was Gucci Man, club music, and that No Ceilings mixtape was the whole, the whole. Yeah, that was big, man. That (laughs) was big. That's us. Jer- Jersey Club, Wheezy, that, that was the whole, whole yeah. thing. Now you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned my man Vibes Cartel. Yes, so sir. the last question I got to get you out of here with, which is perfect that you mentioned him. Perfect uh-huh. transition. What's your favorite Jamaican dish? Damn, yo, you know, you know that, that answer changes for me daily, man. The answer changes. Sometimes my mama cooks a mean Akian sawfish with some dumplings. And I'm like, damn, this is the best dish I've ever had, you know? <laughs> and then the next thing she hit me with, so my, my dad cooked some, uh, my dad loved cooking curry goat. Hit me some curry goat and some rice. And I'm like, damn, this, this is the best, man. I I, I, I don't think I could pick. Um, you, can you cook any Jamaican dishes yourself? Yeah, I could, yeah, I could cook. I could cook some, 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 some. And I'm learning, I'm learning the ones that I, that I, um, mm-hmm. that I don't know. You know, because like when I'm overseas, like I'm cooking pretty much every day for myself. So I'm just trying to get like a taste of home always, you know, instead yeah. of doing like the generic stuff, I'll get my spices and I'll, I'll cook up my Jamaican food. But um, yeah, I, I guess I had to say, um, I'll play I'll play it safe and say Ackee and Saltfish with fried dumplings. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it before. All right. Yeah, it's, that's it. <laughs> all right. I can't argue with that. And I right. can't argue with curry right. goat either. All right. Curry goat with some, bruh, you know I love to eat. I I love Caribbean food. I love, uh-huh. I, love I love it all, bruh. I know, man. Yeah. I told you eat everything, man. I told you eat everything. So. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I love big, man. I love eating at my grandmom's house, Mama yeah. June. I love yeah. pulling up eating there when I can. That's but great, thank, man. Thank you again for uh, coming apart on the Benchmark Absolutely. Podcast. Uh, I appreciate it big time. This will be Absolutely. up on all streaming platforms. Um, it'll be up on our YouTube channel, Still Not Worry Studios. Um, make sure you share, subscribe, like it up. We appreciate it. Um, Definitely. Stay Keep grinding. I know you're just scratching the surface, bro. You got more in you. Um, stay in shape. Stay ready. I know you will. I'll be looking forward to more of the uh, highlights, the mixtapes. Yes, sir. 
Appreciate oh, it, Brody. I'll be able to hop over there with you, man. One, one of these hey, days. whenever you're ready, bro. Whenever you're ready. You got a place to stay, man. Whenever you're ready. Hopefully, I'll be able to be playing against you in another country or something. All right. Hey, listen, man. With listen. You, man. It's still, Let's get it, man. Why not? Why not, bro? Why not? Still the goal, but bench mob, we out. Peace. Yes, sir. Love hey, and I was there. I was there for for the for the uh for the original. I remember the original bench mob. You know, well, hey. I really it, man. <laughs> when I saw the bench mob podcast, I was like, yo. I, when I saw the bench mob podcast, I said, yep, right on brand. You know what I'm saying? Right on brand. No surprise. <laughs> I love you, bro. I love you too, baby.